welcome to Parking the Bus, the podcast where two friends talk fantasy football and find out if defence is better than attack. I'm your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my good friend, Jack Murray. Good evening, afternoon, morning, everyone. <laughs> yes, good uh, Good evening. It is evening when we're recording this. So I'll stick is it with that. evening to us? Might be morning for some people. I mean, by the time this goes out... Uh, knowing my editing skills, it'll be next year. So uh, happy new, happy twenty twenty two to everyone. Oh uh, God, <laughs> that, that joke might have that joke might have worked about a month ago. Yeah, oh, I should have used it then, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh, darn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been uh, been an interesting week. I think it's fair to say it has been a week. Yeah, I can't remember how it last time I had a game week rank this good. My game week rank was 146,000, which has lifted my overall rank to 174,000, which I'm quite happy with. I obviously bench boosted, which I'm sure we'll get on to. It scored eight points. It was very consistent. Every single player got two. I don't regret it that much uh, because I'm happy to have it out of the way. And realistically, I probably missed out on like seven points from, you know, the only real thing that I was disappointed about was Rehilon not getting a six-pointer. Yeah, but obviously I was I had a good week apart from that, so hundred and seventeen. Yeah, very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people making the hundred club this week. I wasn't one of them, which is a bit disappointing. But I, I wanted to say that, and we talked, we spoke about this last week as well. That you know, at the end of the day, don't get too upset about this. Or this is all a bit of fun in the end. Just take things how they go, and even though. There are loads of winners out there. Um, the most important thing to note is that Donald Trump lost this week, so <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon roughly ninety percent of the community would probably like rather have a really good FPL season and Trump still be in power. I, I don't, you're probably not one of them. I am. I, 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 if if you gave me if if this was the choice, you know, get Trump out of power or have a good FBL season, I think I'd actually choose Trump getting out of power. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't, uh, but I understand. Oh, what, oh. Jack? Honestly, Come on, give give me that top ten top ten k rank all day. <laughs> I, I'd rather be on that. No, but I, no, I understand. Uh, it's yeah. That's that's like short term gain, long term loss. Though I can't do, I couldn't have done another four years of him in charge. And he's not even in, he's not even in charge of our country, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but no, I think that I think on a moral level, I think I'd have to. I agree with you, but on my own personal gain, I'm not. I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> uh, just a, another point about you saying like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter too much. I, I saw, like. It, people with a similar sort of bench boost score to me, like saying like, oh, their season was over and that kind of thing. I think it's because obviously you only get one bench boost a year. And for that reason, it I think it appears to be a lot bigger than it is. But I mean, what's the most you could probably, on a proper bench boost, like I'm not saying these people that put De Bruyne, Salah and Bruno on their bench and say, oh, I got 40 points on my bench boost. I actually did mine, the, the lot I would have actually have benched this week. Like realistically, what's the best like 20 points you get and you'd be like oh no let's say 25 you'd be like that's a really good bench boost so i missed out on 17 points or something which is like that's not season ending it by any stretch of the imagination i don't think any of the chips are to be honest maybe the wild card if you butcher that but 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you've done a bad bench boost, just be relieved that you've got it out of the way and don't have to think about it again. Because that's what my attitude is. I scored eight points and I could not care less. I think that's the thing about the chips, isn't it? But apart from the wild card, as you say, is that it's only for one week, so it's not like it's going to cause any lasting damage to your team necessarily. Um, as opposed to a wild card, if you do mess it up, you're screwed long term. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It 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 really wasn't a good week for myself. Um, I decided to take the plunge and triple captain Mo Salah. So that was a good uh, twelve points I got from him. You know, twelve points from him on a normal week, I would have been fine with. But on a triple captain, that's just it couldn't have gone much worse could it really no well it wasn't well, yeah, good, obviously it? obviously it could but it you know good, he could have been sent yeah. off and had to score an own goal but no 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 like it wasn't yeah good, no. no yeah no, i know i understand yeah i mean it's it's incredible to think isn't it that by virtue of just stepping on the pitch last night he gained you an additional three points yeah yeah that's weird to think isn't it um but yeah and it sort of triple captain versus bench boost debate that I had it was a stalemate as I'd have triple captain Kevin De Bruyne who scored eight points while my bench boost also scored eight points so probably count myself as a as a win in that one because I'd rather have triple captain above bench boost so I'm going to count that one as a win so yeah I'm going to I'm going to try and I don't know obviously we not we don't know what the future double game weeks look like yet but I'd, I'd still quite like to captain a defender if I could but I'm not sure City will be in the in this form that they are currently in at the back when the, the next double game week rolls around in, I think it's five or six weeks' time. Or maybe, you know, in terms of a mass double game week. I actually said to you, didn't I, off, off camera, off recording, that if, if I had my time again, I I'm, I might have transferred in Diaz instead of Cancelo and Captain Diaz because I, I didn't trust Stones. In my head, I didn't trust Stones to play both games, uh, even though he did. And Cancelo, I had a feeling, was going to miss out, especially if Carl Walker back. Yeah, I, I just got past now of ca- triple captaining a defender, and it went well. So they always there's always a defender double game week hero, and it's quite often City. I don't know if you remember Laporte a couple of seasons ago. I think scored in a double game week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, yeah. We I mean we we did mention it on the pod last week. If if anyone missed it, we had a big um, sort of preview of the double game week, uh, and we actually said, you know, oh for the last few years it has been a defender who's topped the double game week um so it might be actually worth using the captain on them and we actually said you know a man city defender probably Cancelo or stones or diaz would be best and yeah fair play to those who did captain or even triple captain john stones absolute madness from him yeah yeah, he likes scoring in, in clumps, doesn't he? He's scored, he's, I think that's three career braces now, and he must have about ten career goals. So, yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's yeah. it. I, I'm, I don't regret like not catching John Stones or whatever because that never came to mind. Just because he's hardly, I, I don't think he's strung five back-to-back games together for about three seasons. So in terms of a, it was a bit too risky. But D, Diaz, I think in hindsight, definitely was a viable triple captain pick. I mean, this is why I went for... I had a choice between Cancelo or Stones for my transfer. Uh, and I chose Cancelo just because I thought, knowing my luck and knowing what happens usually, you know, Stones will get injured within a few weeks and then I've wasted a transfer. Whereas Cancelo's, to my mind, has a better injury record um, and had, at that point, been pretty undroppable yeah. uh, as well. Uh, and then typically Pep 
drops him for the Palace game. But then he got me. He did. He did very well for the uh, Villa game, at least. So it could have been I'll more. Take, I'll take that. Could have been more. He hit the bar. Yeah, he did, didn't he? How does so, uh, how yeah. he he's one day he's going to get a game week haul of like fifty points on a, in a single game week. It's just I cannot believe how he only has one assist this season. He's, oh, he's, he's I'm happy to have him. Because he he looks so so dangerous and it's got a click, isn't it? Surely, at some point, yeah. for him. Um, I don't know the extent of Carl Walker's injury, but you know that I, I prefer him at right back than left back in terms of attacking. So hopefully he can can uh, keep that place. I, I I still suspect he's first choice in both positions, if that makes sense. No, no, I, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, I think I long term, and I mean, I took a minus four to get him in for Charlie Taylor. So that's that one. He's already paid that back. And two, he's definitely going to be a better option for me going forward. So I'm I'm happy to to own him still. Yeah, no, it's good. So yeah, defenders are doing better than attackers at the moment. It seems. Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely got four at the back penciled in for this coming game week, and my actual team was four four two this week. So I've gone back to four at the back. As as we said, the way forward is three four three up until December, and then slide slowly start to to nudge your team towards a. A defensive uh, mindset. Yeah. The way we've we've cracked it, Callum. Next year, <laughs> next year is ours. I'm actually thinking next year I might just go with a back five, uh, you know, and just have fun with it. Because there will be a week where you do, you know, they arguably have the most explosive potential in the in the game with the way that football is now with such attacking fullbacks and and stuff like that, and and so much attention on to detail on, on set pieces, even in terms of centre backs. Like they arguably do have the most explosive potential in the game. It's just like you need to be on the right one, which is a bit harder to to choose than. And obviously, as well, if five of the backs, like the, I, I'm a bit wary of having the maximum or the minimum in a position for some reason. Definitely the minimum because obviously, if if one player misses out, you can't replace them with a sub in that position. So like, like for example, if you went five at the back, you would have. Say one of your defenses missed out, you'd probably be replacing it with like a five and a half, sorry, four and a half million midfielder or something. That was my one. My, I went five at the back at the end of last season. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had, I think it was uh, Trent Robertson, Aurier, Wambisaka, and Doherty. So, yeah, but obviously, when one of like, Wambisaka miss out on the no, uh, yeah, Wambisaka missed one of the last games of the season and was replaced by. Uh, I think it was like Keenan Davis or someone like that, which is the one the one drawback of having five at the back. But I definitely think I think four four two is probably the best formation in the game right now. Definitely two up front, anyway. Yeah, right. So uh, we're gonna get into we're gonna do a bit do a bit differently this week because there were so many games. We're gonna go club by club rather than game by game with our analysis, uh, and we'll talk about. Uh, players who we currently have and players we're thinking of getting in in the next coming weeks. But before we do that, we have the small matter of our parking <laughs> punts. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do these. We're, we're going to try and do these every game week now. Uh, we reselect uh, a defender, a midfielder, and a forward each uh, who has less than 10% ownership. And we just see, you know, who comes out on top every week. Uh, it's fair to say I won the double game week. Uh, my my three picks were John Stones, James Madison, and Mikel Antonio, 
who combined for a very tasty 62 points, which uh, was very nearly what I got from my regular team anyway, <laughs> which is a bit depressing, actually, now that I, I, I look at it, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, and I, I owned two of your punts, which maybe explains why I, I had a good week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, your punts, uh, Reese James, Hakim Ziyech and Roberto Firmino combined <laughs> for six points. <laughs> oh dear yeah uh yeah i mean you kind of took you, you did choose the best options clearly but yeah even so um no comment although yeah although stones can't be picked again because he's now gone above 10 percent ownership as yeah. we all expected him to do yeah i can't um, i can't imagine madison's far off now either is he or oh, antonio to be um, honest Antonio's probably going to go above it as well now yeah antonio um, is on Antonio is 10.9. So, oh, wow, so he's, yeah. Uh, Madison's 7.9, so he's still okay for now. Okay. Um, he, had a, he had a bit of a wonder week as well. So Yeah, um, yeah. I, we'll get to him on the teams, but him and uh, a few lesser players coming onto my radar. Obviously not Jamie Vardy now, as we heard today that he's having a hernia operation and won't be available for probably until I play my next wild card. So there'd be no reason why I'd pick him. Otherwise, he is very much on my radar, as are another couple of Leicester players. But yeah, let's get into it uh, then. Let's go club by club, shall we? Uh, we'll start off with Arsenal. Uh, yeah, they had one game against uh, Newcastle. They won 3-0. Emil Smith-Rowe is the man in form at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, him and Saka are you know, the two the, the two best attackers that they've got. I mean, I know Aubameyang had a little bit of a return to form here. Um, but they, I'd say Smith, Rowe and Saka were still the standouts in terms of, of a complete game. No interest for me in Arsenal. Now, I think the time to own them has gone, except for Smith, Rowe or Saka because of the price more than anything else. Um, fixtures tighten up quite badly from here. Um, so, obviously, Southampton this week, Man United, Wolves, which isn't a tough fixture at the moment, but anyway, uh, Villa and Leeds. So, I think the time to... To be on Arsenal has now passed, unless you want to get those two I mentioned. Um, I still think they'll struggle, to be honest. Uh, um, the game before against Palace, um, where they drew 0-0, was a little bit like the Arsenal we'd come to expect. Whilst Newcastle were just crap. I'm not sure how much we can read into it. <laughs> I uh, mean, yeah, no, they, they weren't great against Palace, but I still felt um, Smith roaded well. Yeah. Um, and again, at, at 4.5... He can sit on your bench quite nicely in mm. those bad fixtures. Yeah. Um, you know, and if I bought him in, which I'm thinking of doing, maybe not this week, but in the future, um, with the current midfield I've got, he'd probably be my fifth choice midfielder. So, yeah. Um, he probably wouldn't play unless I get like a, a massive injury crisis, which is inevitable knowing me. But um, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think he's a, a bad option to have at all. No, yeah, I th- I'd agree with that. I think him and Saka are, are two I'd get for their prices. Like, I think the time to buy sort of Rob Holding or even Tierney was three weeks ago. Um, yeah. I, I think that, that time's passed. Um, hence why I, I bought in Sky, for a, a example, I bought Leno in uh, before Palace. He kept me two clean sheets. He's now already been transferred out. So um, <laughs> he, he was he was my captain twice because they had single game days. That's nice. Thirty eight points with captain. See you later. And I've bought Martinez. So I think that kind of sums up the attitude 
to Arsenal is that you they were great to have for the last few weeks, but I, I I'd expect them almost so maybe not quite be as bad as as previous what we, as previous games this season, but I still don't think that they're going to be like you know top six level. I still expect them to drop points in the in the fixture run coming up. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got anything more to say on Arsenal. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Aston Villa. Uh, interesting one, Villa, because they still have a game to play uh, this game week. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, they'll probably be just about to play Newcastle on Saturday night. So, yeah. Not sure what will happen there. I currently have Martinez and Matt Targets. Uh, no intention on getting rid of, of either of them. Nope. No, uh, I am a Martinez owner. And obviously, well, I know he's a goalkeeper, so I don't have any intention of selling. But yeah, um, I thought they actually, you could definitely tell the difference between, because I watched City against Brighton, City against Palace, and then City against Villa. You could definitely tell the difference of quality between Villa and those two other teams. Sorry, Callum. Um, no, no, I, I completely agree. Um, uh, I, I thought they were very much in the game. I didn't think they were going to win at any point, but I thought, oh, this, they, they could get something here. Uh, and they obviously, they were unlucky to lose 2-0. Um, yeah. You know, there's a contentious goal and then a penalty at the end. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it was a, it was a different story because City against Palace, their XG was below one. <laughs> Obviously, we had a worldie from two worldies, really, Gundogan and Sterling, and then two set-piece goals. Um, not too, The first stage wasn't a set-piece, but it was a cross. And then against yeah, Villa, yeah. They, they went out and put out, I think it was four XG or something. And only got two, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose that if you look at it that way, it just shows that maybe Palace did a better job than Villa. But from eye test, I didn't get that impression. I thought uh, Villa actually went out to try and get something from the game. Well, I saw the team sheet for Palace and thought, well, this is like Roy's going to be like two nils fine. I don't know if you got that impression as well. Well, I mean, it, it didn't help because we didn't have uh, Zahar playing. Yeah, yeah, of course. But no, yeah, it was the first time this season we've lined up in like a four-five-one as opposed to like the four-four-two that we have been using. Yeah, so, um, which, in, to be fair, I was happy with, and then we ended up losing four nil. So, yeah, that happiness was short-lived. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just Villa are still are becoming a bit of a, a neutrals favourite, aren't they? So yeah, for me, fixtures are average, especially in terms of owning their attackers. Burnley, uh, Southampton, West Ham, all very very um, all quite tough defensively at the moment, and even Arsenal. So I, I, in terms of attackers, I probably wouldn't be buying any at the moment, especially with Barkley back. It kind of clouds who's going to start a bit more. And Grealish is still on four yellow cards for a couple more games. Oh, yeah. Because obviously it's... So for teams that have played 19 games now, like Man United, that five yellow, five yellow card thing's been scrapped. But obviously Villa have uh, missed a couple of games. So they need to get... When their 19th game is, is complete, that's when it will be scrapped. So for me, yeah, I would probably... I'd definitely be keeping hold of what I've got, but I don't think I'd be buying either. I don't know if you agree. No, I agree. Um, the interesting thing to note, of course, is they do obviously have those two catch-up games, and you never know, they might fit them in, so they might have a surprise double game week at some stage. Yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, it's a good, really good run of games that are on now, so I'm going to hold on to Target and Martinez for as long as possible, really. Yeah. Defence is, is very viable um, still, especially with 
with the prices. I think Martinez is probably the best keeper. It's quite hard to say. There's a, there's a few really good options this year emerging. But yeah, in terms of a keeper, he's, you can't get much better than him. And defence is, is very reasonably priced as well if you want to go for a target or or a Konza's still relatively cheap. But target is, if you're going to, I wouldn't sell target for this, but target is also on four yellow cards. So I wouldn't buy him, but I wouldn't sell him just because of that. So uh, Moving on to Brighton. <laughs> I'm not interested in any of their players. No, and no, it's not a biased thing. I'm just not interested. No, I completely agree. Brighton obviously beat Leeds, which was a bit annoying because I had Alioski, so I didn't get my clean sheet there. Uh, and that was it for them this week. No, nothing really special. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't buy either. Fixtures are they're Fulham at home, which is not, I'd say, is actually not a good fixture going forward anyway. Then Tottenham and Liverpool. And Burnley Villa, so fixture runs tough as well. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, to be honest, uh, all they did against Leeds was they, they they defended really really well, but like it was more Leeds putting in their worst performance of the season than Brighton actually massively improving their quality. Um, no, nobody of interest for me here, unless you need a four point four million goalkeeper because there is only one starting one, and he plays for Brighton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so apart from that, no, yeah, completely agree with you, Callum. No interest for me here. Yeah, that's just reminding me. Arsenal have made the the transfer of, uh, probably of the last ten years, haven't they? In signing uh, Matt Ryan on loan <clears throat> for some reason. Um, Back up. I, I tried. I tried to ask my Arsenal friends today, like, why on earth are you sign Matt Ryan? Like, like oh, because Runnison's terrible. I was like, yeah, Matt Ryan's not been much better recently. Like, they, they've they now bought uh, this season's worst save percentage in the Premier League and they also bought last season's worst save percentage in Ligue 1 uh, yeah. with Runnison. So, <laughs> yeah, the uh, analytics team at Arsenal needs uh, the head shaking if it's if they've had anything to do with this. <laughs> it's a bit weird because I think they've actually, on paper at least, made some decent transfers recently. Um and obviously, there might be signing uh, Odegaard on loan, which is a, a brilliant signing if they pull it off. No, yeah, no FPL interest unless Lena gets injured. Um, because Ryan has now dropped to 4.2 or 4.3. Um, so, yeah, he, he definitely had a fallout with Potter or something. No, it suddenly definitely went on there because you don't go from, even if you get dropped as, as a goalkeeper, you usually only get dropped to the bench. You don't get dropped to fourth choice. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I can imagine what's happened there is he's had a fallout and he's going to go away to the end of the season and he thinks that maybe if Potter's not there at the end of the season, he might end up being first choice again. Otherwise, he'll just move on. Um, that's all I can think of on that matter. I mean, uh, is his name Sanchez, who's current first choice? He looks decent, actually. So And they have a couple, you know, Walton uh, and Steele were, are also capable backup. So, yeah, there's no real need for Ryan. So... Yeah, is it Walton who you've got the bet that he's going to be for choice by the end of the season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, I, who, getting closer. <laughs> who I who I sold this week on FDL. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw he I saw he was on the bench. He's been promoted to the bench, but that was because Steele got injured. So uh, a bit of temporary mm. excitement was. Uh, but yeah, um, Brighton are no goes for me. No, Brighton no goes. Um, Next up, Burnley had a very mixed week. Obviously, lost to West Ham early on. 
not much to really say about that game. But then, of course, uh, on Thursday, they did defeat Liverpool at Anfield. Um, Liverpool's first league defeat at home since April 2017, when big Sam Allardyce uh, took Crystal Palace there. Yeah. Good, good on Sean Dyche for doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised they got something last night. I didn't think they'd win, but only because they can't score. But obviously a penalty is, you know, put paid to that. Yeah, I mean, the, the game against West Ham was one of the most comfortable 1-0s I think I've ever seen. Attacking-wise, they are still very, very blunt. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they, they came close a few times against West Ham, but it was kind of just hits from distance. Yeah. Just going narrowly wide or Fabianski was saving. Uh, yeah, Wood doesn't look like the same player he has been for them for the last few years. I'm surprised he's still in the team, to be honest. I thought he, they might have given Vidra... They had a bit of success last season with Vidra and Rodriguez when both Barnes and Wood were out. I thought they might have gone that way already. Every every time Vidra comes off the bench, that he just skies about five chances. I've noticed that actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, because this is the like, this is the weird thing. Woods doesn't get in the positions to actually shoot, and then they bring Vidra on. He gets in all the positions, but can't can't, can't hit the target. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of need to that. mesh the two together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. Burnley's attack just. You know, they're, they're never really great assets anyway, apart from Wood last year, because he, he got, was it 15 goals? But generally, the, generally the attack's not good. Um, Defence-wise, like, you can never go wrong with Burnley. You know, I always have Charlie Taylor multiple times a season, it seems. Uh, but in terms of, my only change of thinking is that Nick Pope is 5.4, I think. And if you want a premium goalkeeper, or if you want, you know, I, I, I'm coming around to him being an option again, uh, even at that price. I think it's just, as soon as Burnley keep a clean sheet, he's getting at least a bonus point every time. The, the way with a keeper is you want a keeper in a team that doesn't score much, but doesn't let in much, because that way the keeper will be very high up in terms of bonus. And especially if they get, you know, make sort of three saves a game on average. That's ideal, and Nick Pope ticks all those boxes. Like, there's, if you have Nick Pope, Nick Pope will get three or four more double-digit hauls between the end of, between now and the end of the season. And how many players could you say that's the case? Like, yeah. near guaranteed. So I'm really like on a wild card. I'm really not opposed to having him in. I I, I really have to think about it. And Ariola is actually becoming a bit of a Nick Pope light, is occurring as well. So many good keepers. I will say this, uh, I wouldn't get Pope in now since his next three games are Villa, Chelsea and City. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. So after, after that, it's okay for a bit. Yeah, so, I, I think I'd only buy him if my, like, even think about it, if my keeper got injured or, or I had a wild card. But I'm just saying if you are on one of those things, I think Nick Pope is, like, don't be put off by 5.4. Yeah, okay. Moving on to Chelsea. Sacked in the morning. He's getting sacked. No. <laughs> he's 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 on the chopping block, and he he's uh, the execution is looming. It's weird because in the run up to Christmas, Chelsea were looking like favourites for the title, and then in just a handful of games, it's all gone wrong again. Yeah, so, I mean, it just says how crazy this season is, doesn't it? Really, it does. But I think you've you've got to put. In hindsight now, I think you've got to put that run down just to having a great run of fixtures in a row. 
you know, obviously they did play well in some games, don't get me wrong, but, you know, if they're not beating Burnley, if they're not beating Sheffield United, you know, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so like, do you remember like Hakim Ziyech was a massively chased after asset because of double-digit figures against Burnley and Sheffield United? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then my wildcard did that week and I thought, actually, I'm not interested. Um, and it was yeah. the, it was the right choice. Um, just many things wrong with the team. Um, we could have our own podcast about Chelsea. I think. I think many people have already done that. <laughs> so it's not not quite a market we can go into at the moment. But, but, um, it's 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 things that we've been saying all season. I think right, like they've got too many players. Yeah, Frank doesn't know. And I think it's a fan. I think he he doesn't know what to do with them, but he also doesn't know his best team. No, definitely not. You know, it, it's great to have all that depth and stuff, but you need to have a consistent front three and a consistent. His midfield's fairly consistent, at least. Yeah, that's um, not where the, the problem is. The front three. The only one who ever stays in any kind of form is Giroud, and yeah. I don't know whether it's personal preference or if it's pressure from above. You know, he's kind of forced to drop Giroud all the time so yeah I mean uh, they're two most consistent non-defenders this season the Giroud and Mason Mount I know he plays Mount in every game but I think that's kind of deserved at the moment I mean if you watched uh, the Fulham game it was like Mount was the only one still fighting for his manager I mean I think we probably know why that is because I doubt Mount plays as much of a prominent role with the new manager if they come in but um You wait, some foreign manager will come and just like, hmm, a young English talent out on loan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Mason Mount is is the only one really, who plays regularly, who's really fighting. I mean, there's issues. There's, you know, the attack, lazy in their press. You know, the Franks was outwitted by Rodgers on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many, many issues. There's the... On against Leicester, they the, the fullbacks obviously press very high. Gen uh, as a whole, uh, Chilwell and James are very high, but they didn't play a number six on Tuesday, which meant that it was basically defence, midfield attack. It was basically what it was like. <laughs> like Kovacic and Mount tried to sort of drop in, but it's not their natural way. I mean, you know, I I really don't like him, but I'd have started Jorginho on on Tuesday. I think. Mm. You know, it was. It's just he's almost like throwing crap at the wall now and hoping it sting. It sticks. <laughs> and, and for that reason, none of their attackers are nailed in the team, as shown. Yeah. You know, you just thought Werner was the most nailed on one, and he was benched for both. I think I've got Chilwell, and I'm not selling Chilwell. Um, I'm happy to have him. Attacking wise, there's no one for me apart from if you want a sort of six point eight ish midfielder but I'd prefer Harvey Barnes to Mason Mount in that price range. Here's a question. Uh, just very quickly, like if if you were in charge of Chelsea now, what is your starting eleven? Uh good question. <laughs> um so obviously uh so obviously Mendy, James, Thiago Silva, Zuma, uh and Chilwell, not Rudiger. I would go Kante and Mount in midfield. Yeah. Uh, I would play Havertz at number 10. Uh, mm-hmm. I would play Pulisic and Ziyech out wide and Werner up front. Mm. Okay. Yeah, more or less how I would go, I guess. Part of the issue is is that there's like four different ways they could go. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if he put 3-4-3 three, three back out there in the next two weeks or so. Played 
Rudiger, Zuma and Thiago Silva because obviously the fullbacks are very strong going forward. And then yeah. that way, you know, you can have Kante with with Kante always best plays best in a two in midfield, which would suit him. And then you have your, you know, fluid front three of maybe Werner, Havertz and Pulisic or, or Ziyech. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if he went to the 3-4-3 just to try and just to try something else. And they obviously have had great success with that last season. They played it in against bigger teams and it worked well for them. So I really wouldn't be surprised if that was France, France's Frank's <laughs> Frank's uh, last hurrah attempt. Yeah. I think it all depends like on which player you want to prioritize. Um, and I've just been thinking about this in my head. Like every time I think of a system that will suit Werner best, yeah, um, I realize I can't really play Havertz, and vice versa. The only other way you can do it is put Werner on the left, and then Abraham goes up top. But then I know Werner's not the best when he's like as a winner um, necessarily. I think you have to tuck if you're going to put Werner on the left as such. I think you basically have to have him as like a left attacking midfielder in that sort in that sort of space. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I would do, and then have like Ziyech or Pulisic on the right hand side. Yeah, um, and, and bit, basically, you need to create the the chemistry that Kane and Son have with Abraham and Werner. Yeah, um, I, I the think, way I see it. But I think the only other the way we haven't mentioned is to sort of replicate Leipzig's four triple two. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Which, and, if yeah, if rumours are to be believed, Nagelsmann is the favourite to take over if Lampard goes. So. That yeah. would work quite nicely, actually. Yeah, that's, that would be another way that I, you know, Werner, I think Ver, you could have Werner with anyone else in that system because Giroud is one of the best link-up strikers in the world. And I still think oh, he yeah. is. Uh, yeah. And I think I think Havertz is, I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, Havertz is underrated in the air. You know, he's, he's a big yeah. guy and he's quite strong in the air. I, I wouldn't, yeah. but I don't think Frank will do that. I, I think Frank's... Very much set into a four three three four two three one three four three mindset. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't, I can't see that happening. But th- this is part of the issue. We've got so many different ways we can go with this team that you're always yeah. going to leave someone out, and that's always going to leave someone upset. Must be a dream on FIFA uh, to play with Chelsea. Just, just do what you like with the team. Yeah, uh, a nightmare in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, let's move on to Crystal Palace. Yeah, the only if you want Zaha, go for it, but be at your own peril. I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's not much to um, say, is there? No. Um, um, the only other person I'm considering is Mitchell. Yeah, great uh, price. More with price than anything else, to be perfectly honest. You don't get many um, 3.9 regular starters, in my experience of the game. No, um, I'm shocked he's 3.9. Okay. Yeah, I mean, on the wild card right now, he's definitely in for me. I will say I sorry, I will say this. Next six, seven game weeks, um, if you have palace assets, hold on to them because we've got a decent run. Uh after we play Fulham at the end of February, get rid of all your palace players. It's a nice run, actually, isn't it? It's a great run, but then after from March to end of season pretty much, um, if we're not at forty points, I'm gonna panic. Um, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. No, it's not a good. It's not a good running at all. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, yeah, I think you've summed that up really well. Um, mm. Yeah, Mitchell is, as, as someone who's bench boosted, I was just going to say that Mitchell would be a lock on a wildcard team for me. But yeah, you're, you're right, really. I mean, this this new striker, you'll probably know a bit more about him than me. Um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, JP Mateta. But uh, no, yeah, yeah. Um, from Mainz, well, not from Mainz, but we, trans- we transferred him from Mainz on an 18 month loan deal which uh, we have an obligation to buy should he play X amount of games. Which he probably will over 18. I think it's 15. It's not been specified, I don't think. But um, it's around 15 million euros we have to pay. But uh, given the fact that it's an 18-month loan, makes me think it's going to be paid eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, 23-year-old, basically, this is the Benteke replacement. Oh, okay. Benteke is out of contract in the summer. And is obviously still one of our highest earners. I think the club have made the decision that um, he's not worth keeping on anymore, which is a shame because he's probably had his best season this year that he has since he joined, uh, apart from the first season, obviously. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, what I question now is what's going to happen to Batshuayi because oh, we've, yeah, we've now got sort of three or four strikers. And Roy just doesn't like him. So, yeah, uh, is he yeah. on loan to the end of the season? He is, but if I was if I was him, I'd say to to Roy, look, if you're not going to play me, can I leave? Because I've got the Euros coming up, and I want to be in the Belgian squad. Yeah, terminate it. Yeah, and, at, and at, yeah, and at this rate, Benteke's got a better chance of getting in. Hundred percent. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks yeah. very disinterested. I saw him warming up against was it City, and he was yeah, it was because he was just chatting to Mendy and not really warming up. He does look. He looks very disinterested. Uh, yeah, this this uh, guy I just looked up is six foot four. Uh, Mateta, yeah, it's huge, so, huge guy. Yeah, um, so um, yeah, I know it looks like a, a maybe. Well, hopefully for your sake, the striker that you've needed for about five years. Oh God, I hope. Hope so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got he's got, he's got ten goals in seventeen games this season, playing for the second worst team in Germany at the moment. But, yeah. So I what that says, I don't know. But no, he seems a nice guy, has a, a tendency to I don't know if you notice if he scores the goal, uh, he tends to destroy the corner flag. Oh god. Um, <laughs> yeah. All his all his promo photos uh, he was holding a, a corner flag. And then um, the the CPFC socials put out an image of one of the corner flags at Sellers Park with like guardrails around it, which uh, <laughs> was nice. But like, he needs now to score. Like, we need to actually see the celebration. So, um, hopefully, he'll. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be starting straight away, but um, I, I I expect he'll get some games in the next few weeks. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, interesting at least. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited because we don't usually do anything in January. Yeah, so, let alone like before the deadline. So this is actually quite nice, and we weren't expect and we weren't expecting this. This came out of nowhere. But yeah, things things have got a bit worrying for Palace recently, haven't they? So it was kind of needed. Uh, yeah, it's just I I can't tell what we're gonna do anymore. No yeah, one, no one. We never. I never have. But you know, it's it's just got. It's got to the point where we are just so firmly in mid-table obscurity. Yeah. Um, but it's just annoying in a season like this where you see teams like Southampton and Villa uh, and West Ham, I think, especially as well, 
you know, progressing up the table and looking like European challengers. Um, and yet we're still stuck uh, in obscurity. I think it's, 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 it's frustrating, but yeah, what can you do? Yeah, I think this season will go down as a, a, lot, a missed opportunity for a lot of teams in different parts of the table. Um, oh, so sure. maybe with that in mind, to move on to Everton. <laughs> yeah, so we are. So we need to get through these clubs. We're only like what, a third of the way through, less than that. Um, yeah, Everton. Um, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin is back from injury, which is a huge relief to myself. So, yeah, don't know if he's going to start against Leicester this week. Uh, he's currently my first sub, but um, we'll see what happens with the FA Cup, I guess. Pay attention in the Cup. Yeah, is that all their yeah. major players back? It is, isn't it? Luca Dean, uh, James yeah. and Calvert-Lewin. And obviously, we saw this, this, the start, start of season form, admittedly with a good fixture run, but the start of season form that they had um, was good just when you know a couple of players go down that they struggle. So, yeah, it's a, if you, you know, want to get... Yeah, obviously, a lot of people still have Calvert Lewin. I sold him for Antonio, um, which worked out well. Um, his form yeah, was yeah. dipping before that, anyway. Um, yeah. But obviously, fixtures are, are pretty good. As I said, um, yeah. next five are are probably, especially attacking wise, uh, very decent. So Calvert Lewin, if you have him now, I you know probably say hold like you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I like Antonio, but I've got other priorities at the moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, obviously I was. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. Defense-wise, obviously there's a few players like obviously Luca Dean's got. I think it was like six games, six assists in nine games or something, which is a great yeah. record. Uh, and has historically been the third most attacking left back, uh, fullback in the league behind Trent and Robertson. So if you want to go for him, you know that, that he'll haul for you at some point. And apart from that, Michael Keane's in quite possibly the form of his life. Proving me wrong, I'll say that much. Yeah. You know me, I'm 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 part of the anti Michael uh, Keane fan club. Yeah, I, I know you're not a fan. No, no, but no, he's doing. He's fair, fair play to him. This is the best he's played since that last year with Burnley. Yeah, so, yeah, for yeah. sure. And he's going to be a, a, a shout for the Euro squad at this rate. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Everton is just uh, you know, it it has the potential to go very well for them in the next sort of five weeks which is concerning for for me in terms of the league table but obviously i i still don't think i'd be looking at richarlison just because he hasn't produced anything this season and james is always viable to maybe go down again so i, I think that keen calvert lewin and dean would be my my three picks should we move on to fulham yeah they lost both of their games but i tell you something they put up a good fight against chelsea and man united yeah, yeah. I I, I yeah. said to you, you know, before we started that if if they hadn't had the the red card from Robinson, they would have. I'm pretty sure taken something out of Chelsea, if not beaten them. They were playing really well. Uh, Defence is it looks since they've gone to the three at the back, they look really really good defensively. Uh, Ariola's looking like probably the best, and um, especially now with like Martinez going up to like five point one the best cheap goalkeeper. Um, again, he plays in a team with who aren't scoring but aren't conceding, which suits him for bonus points. He's also pulling off some ridiculous saves. So, yeah, he's he's probably the, the best option from the team, but I don't have any problem with anyone going for uh, Adara Bayoyo or, or anyone like that because they're four and a half. I, I, I spoke about Robinson, didn't I, last week? You did, you did. You absolutely did, yeah. <laughs> and he got sent off, but I still think he's, he'll come straight back into the team. 
Uh, so Fulham defensive assets, especially with their upcoming fixtures, like, I definitely would not speak anyone out of one. I don't think I'd really buy any of their attackers, though. They they are struggling to score goals. Yeah, I, I benched Lookman, and of course he got eight points, didn't he? So Yeah. Um, not good. But um, I don't know. I mean, Lookman five, if you want a cheap midfielder, you could go for him. Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make a transfer this unless something drastic happens over the weekend. I think my plan is to save my transfers and then I might get him out for Smith Rowe in a week's time. But I've got I, I spoke to you before the pod, I've got three transfers I'm planning to make. So that would be one of them. But whether or not I'll do it, who knows? Lookman I'm not sure actually if I if I'd sell him. It's tough. The problem is he's not a player you'd want to start, but every time I bench him he he delivers, so it's it's just one of those. Yeah, it just depends how well you can deal with with the potential of that happening. It's a bit like two two checks the same. So yeah, but I I would say defense is definitely more attractive than attack for Fulham, and I wouldn't be surprised as someone who bought Johnston over Ariola last week, which was an, a, a thing that I regret. Not just because of COVID, but just generally, like I would not be surprised if they kept two clean sheets in the next two games against Brighton and West Brom. So. Yeah, defence, definitely a good option for me. Uh, attacker would not be looking to prioritise. Uh, moving on to Leeds. Uh, I've not got a lot to say, really. No. Um, Bamford owners, just hold on to him, I guess. Yeah, I know, I'd be selling. Uh, I'd still, if you don't have him, I'd still be looking at maybe getting him in just because of striking options are so, you know, they're, they're rubbish, really, aren't they? At the moment, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, I'd probably get Antonio ahead of Banford if I had that choice to make. Um, yeah. But, um, although, actually, that being said, that means I'd have Triple West Ham. We are trying to avoid doing that. I've got Triple West Ham. <laughs> That's a, a risky move. Yeah, it is. Um, but I obviously have a really good squad, squad depth because I played my bench boost, so I could probably cope. But, yeah... Um, Leeds, that was the worst performance of the season by Miles. They were awful. I can't blame Bamford. Yeah. Bamford didn't get the ball. He can't score if he doesn't get the ball. I think the pitch had something to play. Uh, did you notice that the pitch Oh, uh, yeah. Was... I, I noticed they weren't at Ellen Road. They seemed to have gone to a rugby uh, ground for the game. Yeah. It's the only explanation I can find for it. Yeah, or the local um, park. Uh, <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're being generous. Uh, our <laughs> local park is no, nothing like that. <laughs> But I think I think it really, especially at home where their record's not been great anywhere, I think it will affect them. Obviously, they do like to move the ball quickly and along the ground predominantly. Mm. And I did mm. notice that they changed their game a lot. There was a lot more diagonal crossfield balls from the centre backs for some reason, aiming it towards Jack Harrison when he was going up against Dan Byrne. Um, I don't really know what that was about. Um, but I think away games they're still going to be dangerous. Um, I don't buy into this that they're tired already stuff um, yet. It, it it might happen eventually, but I, I don't buy into it yet. But away games, they will still score goals, especially with Newcastle this week. Um, but I guess just sort of, just Bamford is the best asset. No way I'd be selling him just because of a blank, especially with a with a double game week, potentially likely in the next four weeks or so against Southampton. So yeah, I and that would actually put me off selling any other Leeds player that that double game week. I don't think it's that it's at that stage yet. I've got Alioski, but he's not one of my favoured players. 
So we'll have to wait and see what happens with him. There's a chance that he might be out of the team in the next couple of weeks with Lorente back as well. Um, move Ailing back to right back, move Dallas back to left back and Lorente and Cooper in, in the middle. So, yeah, but in terms of Bamford and stuff, there's no way I'd be selling. Uh, I'm going to move on quickly because we've run out of time here. Uh, go on to Leicester. I'm not actually, despite Leicester being very much in the title hunt, I'm not really considering any Leicester players. I was. Oh, yeah, purely just because I I don't see a massive like calling out for, oh, I must buy him or I must buy him at the moment. And that fixture against Leeds really appealed to me just because of how much he could murder them on the counter-attack. Yeah. Obviously, that's out of the question now. I'm still interested in Harvey Barnes. Great price. Um, I think long-term, I like him more than Madison. Madison's returns have all come in clumps rather than sort of consistency. Well, Harvey Barnes is, has been really consistent. So, yeah, I mean, defensively, I mean, it, this is the first time this season they've had their best team, really, isn't it? Minus Pereira, but Justin and Castagna are, are doing great jobs in for him. Yeah, and Pereira's coming back now, of course. And Yeah, and he's back. At, I think he came off the bench, didn't he, against Chelsea? Yeah, he did. Good time to be a Leicester fan. Yeah. yeah, they're top of the league and they haven't had their best team out all season. So, yeah, yeah I mean, James Justin is still a great price. Uh, of course, I never bought him because Ricardo Pereira is going to be back by game week eight. So why would I buy James Justin? <laughs> and that's been the case in all formats for me. I, I reckon Justin would stay in the team. He's very hard to drop. Yeah, because I think he's more defensively sound than uh, either Castagna or Pereira. So you kind of want that balance, ideally. And he's um, probably more comfortable at left back. So yeah, I... James Justin is always a good option at the moment, I, I think. Uh, Justin, Barnes, Madison uh, are decent. I, as I said, I prefer Barnes to Madison, but I have no problem with Madison. So, yeah, I mean, things are looking good for Leicester. I think that Vardy will obviously be a miss. How that will affect them will be to be seen. Uh, and obviously, it won't be a positive for them. But, yeah, I mean, still looking good. Still going to grind out results. Uh, moving on to Liverpool. Dear me. Uh, Klopp out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be. It would benefit everyone else uh, more than Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden they're in a fight for Europe. Yeah. It, it just shows how crazy the season is, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. I mean, we we play them next, and uh, is it a good time to play them or not? I don't know. After a, their first home home defeat. I think the I think the FA Cup game this weekend will actually be a a, a big indicator because they'll want to win that just on pride. I yeah, know Klopp doesn't like the clubs usually, but the fact that he the fact that he started Origi and benched Salah uh, for the Burnley game, which was suicide in my opinion, and, and yeah. proved to be yeah, you know, I think that kind of shows he is actually going to try and take the the cup seriously this year. Yeah, uh, Burnley are no mugs. Um, no, absolutely not. Especially given that they have not scored for, is it four games now, I think? I thought it was taking liberties a bit, to be honest. I, I was very surprised to see Salah dropped. Um, but by the same token, maybe all it takes is them to get one and they'll be off again. I saw something today, which was the percentage chance of Liverpool scoring zero goals in the, in the four games they've just had was 0.16%. Christ. Yeah. 
Uh, that's based on how they performed in those games, by the way, as in like what their expected goals was and stuff like that. So yeah, I, you, you can't write them off. I mean that that they will improve at some point. But obviously, Salah's what five blanks in the row, and he's the most expensive player in the game. Yeah, it's 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 worrying. Um, I can't remember when I got Salah in, but it it just seems as soon as I bought him in, he's gone to he's gone to pot. Yeah, I mean. I have the Bruyne, which is more of a priority, obviously. But otherwise, Salah would be on the chopping block, especially as I don't have a Tottenham player, and they are probably the best captaincy option in game week twenty-three with West Brom at home. So, yeah, I mean, defense. I was like, I really thought like they had like a ninety percent chance of keeping the clean sheet last night, and it, that didn't happen either. They should have really, but it was just one one ball over the top. Just did them the penalty, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So I think I'd be more inclined to keep hold of my defense than the attack. I think the defense, the attack, is very sellable now. You can't, you wouldn't usually, you can't, you know, tolerate a twelve point five million asset blanking five in a row. I'm gonna have to. I've got, I've got other priorities. I'm gonna have to as well, but um, I'm not happy about it. But yeah. Um, defense defense is better than their, their attack at the moment. So Trent Trent or Robbo, uh, Robbo is obviously better than Trent currently and still is. Robbo is their best asset. Yeah, I'd say so. I think he's probably been their best player this year, arguably. Yeah, least, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see when Jot is very close to being back. Yeah. Um, it'll be a big addition for him. Uh, going on to Man City currently doing their usual mid-season steamrolling of everyone else which is not ideal but uh, there you go a slight twang on on steamrolling though isn't it it's a a slightly more instead of a like you know monster truck being rolled over you it's like a a slow painful death (laughs) where's this coming from (laughs) it's like they they will get you, but it's it's not coming in the first minute. I I know what you mean. Oh, so in in this, essentially, you're saying that Man City are is Jaws now. Yeah. <laughs> he's, just, he's just swimming around, just waiting to it, like pounce at the right moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like Jaws rather yeah, than being okay. hit, being hit by a train. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, a couple of se- seasons ago, we're used to City. City's like mean score against bottom six teams at home was was like four nil, three or four nil, and that's not yeah. been the case this year. It's a different way of of winning, but it just means that their defense is impenetrable because they have so much of the ball. That's that's probably the main reason why they're not conceding is because they have so much of the ball that yeah. it's really hard to score against them. And you know. Triple City is is viable compared to the other teams. I know you said be careful, but I Triple City is like is a go to for me. Uh, obviously, I, I have three, two defense, one midfield. I will be selling De Bruyne. Obviously, he's out for like six weeks. Why would I not yeah. sell him? But I'm very happy to have Stones and and Cancelo. Stones, Diaz, Cancelo. Um, you need at least one, surely. Like, if, yeah, I think I think I think most people do at this stage. I, I don't. I'd have been taking a hit to get one of them in if I didn't own any last week. 100%. I'd have taken the minus four for almost any other defender to get to get them. Apart from that, not really sold on any of the premium. Like Sterling is, it will be a popular De Bruyne alternative, but mm. not sure it's for me. 
I've seen. I'm sorry. Oh, oh you're probably about to say his name. Gundogan is the the popular choice. I think at the moment. Yeah, but obviously that gives you like six million. Is, is sorry. Is Gundogan going to be first choice on penalties now? That Sterling's yeah, probably not going to take anymore. Yeah, they said so. Yeah. Um, so that 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 always plays into it. I yeah, think, as well now. It just depends. City, City always get penalties. I think. Um, yeah, I th- I think I think they'll go back. I think they'll probably maybe go back to four three three on the more regular basis now with De Bruyne out. Obviously, De Bruyne was playing number ten most games, and I think that maybe they'll they'll go more to a midfield three of like Rodri, Gundogan, and Bernardo now. But yeah, I, I'm not really attracted to any of their other attacking assets apart from sort of Gundogan because of price or Foden because of price but obviously you have to deal with the benches the benchings Foden might be someone who who profits from not profits but benefits personally from De Bruyne being out injured um he's probably the 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 next closest player to De Bruyne that they have so Foden could be really interesting but I'm not sold on on their uh, KDB alternatives to be honest uh, let's move on to Manchester United. Is is it still the same thing of Fernandez or no one? Or do you consider anyone else? Paul Pogba. Fair play. Uh, don't know his price, but he's been their best player. Uh, actually, Luke Shaw has been their best player of the last three games or so. Uh, and is now off his four yellow cards. So I'm actually quite interested in Luke Shaw if I didn't already have a very solid defence. Uh, I think he's in the form of his life. Um, Pogba, yeah, I mean, I'm not brave enough to take a risk on him, but if you are... Uh, 7.7. 7.7 with good fixtures coming up, actually. It's not a bad De Bruyne replacement. That's um, true, actually. Yeah. You've got uh, Sheffield, Arsenal, Southampton, Everton, West Brom, Newcastle next. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Pogba... We know Pogba's world-class when he's actually interested and he looks interested at the moment. The team is improving, therefore he wants to play in it. Is um, it just because it's January, though, <laughs> that he's improving? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was his month when Oli first joined, wasn't it? But yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe Rashford as well as an alternative uh, for De Bruyne, but I don't like Rashford unless he's on the left. I think I shared this last week. Pogba would probably be of more interest to me than Rashford at the moment, I think. I'm, I've really not really not impressed by Rashford's recent performances, which I don't think is his fault. I don't think playing on the right suits him at all. Do you know what Do you know what his problem is, Jack? He's too busy sorting out the government's mistakes, you know. I'm joking. Are you a dad? That's a dad, that's a dad comment. Uh, well, you know me, I am the old man. <laughs> no, I'm joking, uh, of course. Um, no, uh, the other actually, the other name I was thinking of was Cavani. Cavani, yes, yeah, um, is is, is uh, he's got to be first choice now, hasn't he? Surely. Yeah, I, I I guess so. I mean, he's he's a bit like with um, I guess a bit like with Giroud in in some ways. He does decent link up play as well. It's like they don't um, want to make him the 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 regular starter because they know it's not a long term thing. No, but he's their best striker without question. Mm-hmm. So when you when you're in a, when you're in a title fight like they are, they just need to play their best team. I don't think you can. This is not the time now to think about the future. Very true. Um, think of the present here and now. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. This is um, a big opportunity. Yeah. Um, if, if if you know what, if United won the league, and this is this is going to sound like blasphemy, 
Um, but if United have won the league, I'd actually say fair play to them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually. It's a bit like with um, other teams. I don't like the club necessarily, but I actually kind of like the players. You know, this there's not a sense of entitlement with a lot of these United players at the moment. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, Oli you know, is is sticking with the the template that he had when he was a player at United. I think. Win, win at all costs, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then and the strong strong mentality. I I really think I don't think they're going to win the league, but I. I, I'm not going to rule them out of it. They're like six points clear, aren't they? <laughs> Two points clear, actually, aren't they? Because of City. But yeah. Um, but no, there's no way I'm ruling them out of it. Um, I don't think they'll have enough, but no way that, that we should still be looking at them in the same way as, as we were, which was, you know, they're prone. They're winning games now where they're not playing very well, which never used to happen, which is the difference. Uh, moving on to Newcastle. We could just skip this, couldn't we? Crap. Sheffield United. Crap. Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say this for Newcastle: Callum Wilson's always a shout. Yeah, uh, no, and no one else really. They haven't scored, have they? For ages. Uh, have they not? I don't know. I've not. I've not been paying attention to them much. Um, yeah, obviously lost to Arsenal three 0 They play Villa tomorrow or Saturday. Sorry, I should say. Yeah, two 0 loss. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm really, I have a strong disliking for this team. Um, yeah, no fair. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, shall we move on? Yeah, don't, buy um, don't buy him. Don't buy him. Sheffield United, don't same message goes. Don't buy him. Yeah. Uh, Southampton. Again, no one I really like at Southampton who I want to buy in. Depleted. I don't know if you saw their bench on, on against Leicester. They're, they're struggling a lot with injuries. Vestergaard, Redmond... Uh, mm-hmm. Romeo's out. Ings is back now, but was missing. Oh. Um, that's that pushed me into starting Che Adams this week. Um, is that Ings is back? It, it was always sorry. It was always the big concern with Southampton, wasn't it? Is that their starting eleven is actually pretty good and pretty functional, um, but then depth is not brilliant at the moment for them. No, um, I think that's a. I think that's a. It, it almost intentional because of. They have all the half decent academy players that they have, but yeah, it's it's it didn't look great. He bought on on this obviously small bone started, and Lundalu came on, Shane Long, and I, I don't, can't remember the other one. And the team they power in the cup was like barely recognisable unless you were a, 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 a hardcore fan. Uh, so yeah, I wouldn't be buying because of that. I'm going to keep Che Adams because of the double game week that he should have reasonably soon and his relationship with Ings is is impressive but no apart from that no interest for me L- less interest than maybe at any other point of the season yeah better play uh, Spurs Sheffield United game yeah um, good game for uh, Spurs needed, they needed that really played pretty pretty well I'm still very disappointed with the reaction after going uh, 1-0 and then even 2-0 you know we asked to concede a goal Again, yeah, but um, you had but the important thing was you had the cushion. Yes, um, you know which if if you hadn't if you weren't tuning up at that stage that game could have gone very differently. Yeah, uh, and obviously Ndombele scoring a goal of the season contender uh, for sure. Yeah, ridiculous. 
What did, was it? Was it you who said the chances of that going in was like naught point? There was an official thing that the XG for that was like naught point naught 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 two or something like that. It was very low. Yeah. Something like yeah. Uh, I mean, our XG throughout the game wasn't great because Kane's wasn't particularly high either. Kane's goal. No, it was a good, good, good shot though. Just yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I I know our expected goals was better than them. Theirs was sort of, I think it was zero point nine eight, and ours was like one point two. So, mm. you know, but that's the thing with Tottenham that the chances that they are getting, they're putting away still. Kane and Son always on the radar. I'm probably going to buy one as I mentioned for that game week 23, 22, 23, 23, I think. Captaincy yeah. defense is we will keep clean sheets eventually. Obviously, we're only really conceding one a game. No interest for me selling Rehilon at the moment, especially with the way he's playing. Yeah, uh, defence or defence, Son or Kane, uh, all very viable. Larice is another one who I'd put in that elite bracket of goalkeepers because of the saves um, that he's been racking up. So yeah, uh, Dyer, Aurier, Rehilon, best three in defence for me. Probably Rehilon first, Dyer, then Aurier, in that order. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, Aurier did very well against. Um, Sheffield, but... He did, yeah. Obviously, Dirty will play some games. Next off, West Brom obviously got a big win against Wolves in the in the derby. Yeah, still conceding. They are, but um, I thought I it was a proper Allardyce performance. Um, that Wolves game. Yeah, um, and they didn't do too badly from what I saw against West Ham. No, well, not like attack wise, but defensively they were decent they look a lot better um yeah. obviously they're scoring their goals through trying to make the most out of dead ball situations um yeah. whether that be corners throw-ins you know as soon as the ball as soon as they get a free kick that's anywhere near halfway line area it's just mm. box and hope for something yeah. uh which, which is viable because they have a jai who is if a jai was 4.5 i'd be very much considering him because he will get goals He's a, I take I take he's five, is he? He's he's he was five. He drops to I think it's four eight, which is too much oh. for me. Okay, still um, a bad price if one can afford him. Yeah, uh, when you have Johnston there for four point five, it's not. Yeah, you know, but uh, the he's he's got this frame of a basketball player. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's going to score goals from set pieces. Um, but apart from him, and Ajayi, Robert Snodgrass will come onto people's radars at some point this season, I think. He will get assists from set pieces and he's also can has the quality to score some goals without much support. So I feel like he's one of those, you know, when sort of maybe they're fighting to stay in the league in game week thirty five or something. Might be someone yeah, who who, yeah. who comes onto people's radars. Um apart from that, no, no interest for me. Unless of course the FA decides he can't play for West Brom anymore. Yeah, it's just a strange one that yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what the outcome of that is. Um, Maybe I think just fines for for both clubs. Probably I can't see them stopping a footballer from playing. It's not it's not his fault. He didn't choose that that clause. Uh, maybe West Ham are scared of him. I mean, it it, it would it, it would be the most typical thing when you sell a player and then two weeks later he scores against you. So, yeah, but, but, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But, it's um, very strange. Um, speaking of West Ham, uh, they're next up. Um, Sufan and Suchek, I think, are musts at this stage for any team. 
Suchek included in that? I'm not sure. I'd, 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 well, it depends how you structure your team, but if you want a cheap midfielder, even just one to line your bench, I don't think you can go much wrong with him. Yes, he's now 5.1. It's a bit more than that, isn't he? It's gone up a bit. 5.3, I think. Five for Christ. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, maybe not then. <laughs> I think but, if you, but if you have him, don't sell him, obviously. No, um, I have a question for you. How many goals has Thomas Suchek scored this season when Antonio's been fit? When Antonio's been fit? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say none. None. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I see what you're getting at now. Yeah. He, doesn't, he, he doesn't have to get... When, when Antonio was... Uh, injured. I think he was told to get into those spots. You know, you know, made those. Yeah, late I, know, runs, I know. I know. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made those late runs more frequently, and it's not happening as much with Antonio back in the team. Just because he he will still get some goals, but I, I don't expect his returns to be quite as frequent as they have been without Antonio in the team. But yeah, no, I wouldn't be prioritizing selling him because of that. But I don't think I'd be buying him anymore. I think I prefer Saka. Uh, I think I prefer Rafinha, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. not a bad option otherwise. And uh, Antonio yeah. is is a decent striker option in a rubbish range of striker options. Not surprising to see how high his ownership increased this week. I was one of the ones who got onto him. Yeah, I mean, he's had sort of not far off elite XG and stuff like that since the end of last season. Um, it's just the issue is can he stay fit and with the lack of striker options I was prepared to take that risk and it, it worked out well uh, defence uh, back being very solid there was a period where they didn't keep a clean sheet for a while but they look solid to me again now and Su Fao is a very very good option as is Craig Dawson he is one of the reasons I think why their defence has improved so much and he loves a goal from a set piece and always has so if you can't afford Su Fao or, or Cresswell don't see anything wrong with uh, with Craig Dawson and then the last team we get to is Wolves. Ooh, I hate to say it, but I think it's the same message as Newcastle and Sheffield United. Don't buy them. They've not got a good run coming up. No. Um, they're in no. trouble. Um, they're not going down. They're not going, yeah, they're not going down. But they're, they're, do you know what? They're in the same place that Palace and, to be honest, where Newcastle are at the moment. And yeah. Kind of in, they're kind of in the wilderness. Yeah, no chance of getting Europe this year. No, I think that's gone. Sun thinks I don't know what it is. Has I don't? I, it can't be all down to Jimenez because it was going wrong before him. The, um, yeah, this this was the season where this was the like season so far where you think, oh, actually they don't look as good as they have been. Even the first season, defensively, I think it all has come down to since they changed to four at the back, they've got worse defensively because yeah. um, they kept like four clean sheets in seven at the start didn't they or something like that yeah, yeah ridiculous and it's gone down the drain since then I mean I don't think Patricio has covered himself in glory since then um, I think he's gone kind of under the radar as underperforming for about 10 weeks now but yeah I, I think it depends you could go two ways you can either go well we're probably not going to go down but we can't really achieve anything from this season so why don't we stick with four at the back and try and make that a more regular thing and try and evolve? Or do you think, oh, we need some results here and stick back to with what you know? That he changed to the three at the back while they were 3-2 down to West Brom signifies that it might be go back to what you know. But 
I'm not buying any of them. Fabio Silva is obviously a good price, but there's a striker more than likely coming in, in Willian Jose. And Fabio Silva's not going to get that many goals. Yeah, the, Jose might be a, an option in the future, but we obviously the transfer hasn't been confirmed yet and we'll have to wait and see if he's actually any good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, especially with their prices. They aren't cheap on the whole. Um, you know, defence is all... Defense is all five mil and above, and you know there's there's no interest for me at the moment, and it's it's strange, isn't it? Because one thing you always related Wolves with was consistency. Wolves were sometimes not spectacular, but they were never ever went off the boil completely. I think this is the closest they've got to going off the boil. I mean, you you could say they are consistent, uh, consistently rubbish. Now joking. Uh... <laughs> Well, yeah, that is true. They're not, they're not quite, you know, Sheffield United standard yet. Of course. Um, I'm going to edit that out. That was awful. <laughs> I wanted to really shout that. I just I packed out of it last second. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the important thing to note is, um, obviously, uh, by the time people are listening to this, it'll be Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, and, of course, the deadline is not until Tuesday. And we've got a whole weekend of FA Cup action to come, which, you know, could change things uh, yeah. for us. Yeah, as I but, say, um, yeah. we, every week, team value gets less and less important. It gets to the point from sort of game week 25, 26 area where it actually doesn't really matter at all. There's no way I'm touching my team up until, like, Monday. You know, injuries could happen in the FA Cup. Uh, 96,000 people, I think, have already bought Kevin De Bruyne this week. Bought? Sold, yeah. you mean? They bought. Bought? Yeah. That's oh, oh, well, they bought, oh, they bought him before the injury. Yeah. Oh, dear. So that's just a sort of... That, that could happen to you in the FA Cup with one of your players if you make your transfer. Don't do it. It's, it's not... Especially if you're buying Gundogan for De Bruyne and Gundogan's going up 0.1. Don't do it. Why would you do that? You're getting six million in the bank anyway. Yeah, just just don't do it. Just don't be an idiot. Sorry if I've just called a listener an idiot. Good, good, good title for the episode. That don't be an idiot. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's just basics, isn't it? You know, I'm sorry if I've just called any listener an idiot out there, but yeah, hopefully you won't, hopefully you won't do it again if you've done exactly what I just said. Hey, we we all make mistakes, you know. And if you are feeling bad that Jack just called you an idiot, just remind yourself that I had a terrible week. On, uh, on, you know, with my trouble captain. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Swings and roundabouts. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Swings and roundabouts. It's what this game. It's what this game is. And at the end of the day, just, just it's a game. We said it last week. Don't worry yourself too much about it. Um, I'm just gonna try and have fun to the end of the season. So. Yeah. 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 I've actually got a half decent rank, so I'd actually quite like to to maybe get up towards my best finish. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, I'm afraid to say I'm pretty much out of any kind of title fight. I'm over 100 points behind you at the moment. So, Revenge, Callum. I'm still, you know, really not sure what went wrong for me last year. I was had my worst year by quite some distance. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the end of the season. I'm hoping I've never cracked the top 10k. I've got close twice. I've been ranked 13 and 15, I think. Um, mm. So I hope to break that and and 
get close. I just need to make some right decisions. Get in the right headspace, as we spoke about last week. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, uh, that will wrap the episode up. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Bus Parking FPL. Nearly on a hundred. I know. So we're going to have to do a, a celebration or something when we when we do hit a hundred. Give away. <laughs> Wait. What are we give? What are we going to give away? A Panini sticker book. <laughs> is that is that all you can sell? <laughs> hundred followers. Maybe if we get to a hundred thousand, I'll consider something a bit bigger. Jack, if we ever get to 100,000 followers, you know, I probably won't need a, an actual job. I can just do it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, that is, that is the dream, ultimately. But, uh, yeah, of course. It's got, got a while before um, we can even think about something like that happening. Yeah, you've got to start, uh, Panini, you've got to start Panini sticker books. That's what I'm saying. What, what annoys me is we have nearly 100 followers on Twitter. Yet, um, not even half that listen to the podcast on a weekly basis. So they'll be there, Callum. When I win Sky, no, I won't win Sky Fantasy Football. This year. <laughs> you never know. I, I am in a with a decent rank. Um, yeah. So I'm in the in the top six hundred. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, thank you for listening. Anyway, I, I hope some of this made sense. Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week again uh, for more. Uh, laughs and analysis of FBL. Uh, Until then, uh, stay safe and have a good week. Bye-bye. Yeah, have a good week, everyone.